Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And we've both been trying for a baby for a really fucking long time. And neither of us is currently pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode 18. 18. We've come of age. Yes, and also it's December, y'all. Only yo, a yo, few yo. more sleeps until the big C. Yeah, sleigh bells ring. Ooh, do, do, do. Lovely. And we can drink because we're 18. I think we can drink because we're 18, yeah. <laughs> um, this episode is a fun one because we've got a man. Oh my God, a man? A by himself. What? I know. He didn't bring a lady with him? No ladies, just the man. That's incredible. I know. Um, uh, yeah, so we have uh, one half of the author. One half of the author? One half of the author. <laughs> He's half an author. Half of other things. <laughs> he is an author um, who wrote the uh, brilliant book Get a Life, His and Hers Guide to IVF. Along with his wife. Along with his wife, Rosie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the book that you told me to read the minute yes. I found out I might have to have IVF. And it's the only IVF book I've ever read. There we go. Yeah. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, he talks in quite graphic terms about what he went through um, when he was going through IVF. If you have a man close by and he is due to go and provide his sample after your egg collection, I would say maybe don't let him listen to this. Yeah. Trigger warning for men who are about to go and do a wank room yeah. sesh. Might get in your head. Yeah. So avoid this until afterwards. And afterwards, it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think, yeah. I think yeah. he tells it in a funny way as well. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, so that's coming up. Um, in other news, we had the pleasure of going to the Tahira and trying to be a mum makeup pop-up last yeah. Friday. So shout out to those guys, yeah, Tahira and really Keely. Spent loads of money. It Cheers for that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a lipstick and a concealer. I bought a, a Christmas present for my sister. Oh, very good. Yes. And a Christmas present for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. We also met the lovely Arielle from Co-Fertility, who was over from New York. Which was really cool. Yeah, she was telling us what she's got planned, which all sounds really exciting. So watch out for her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you spoke to Professor Tim. 
I did. I spoke to Professor Tim Child, medical director at Oxford Fertility. Um, who had also spoken to Ed Vasey. Who also spoke to Ed. Yeah, in between speaking to me, uh, he also managed <laughs> to fit in speaking to Ed Vasey, who is one of this country's um, lovely MPs. Um, so that's exciting. It is exciting for him. Yeah, and Ed Vasey seems very pro-IVF, which yeah, is great. Yeah, very good. Um, he tweeted about it. This is how we know this. Um, yes. But what did you talk to him about? I didn't talk to him about Ed Vasey, unfortunately. <laughs> I did talk to him about BPAs. BPAs. Yes, the evils of plastic. Okay. Yeah. Which we um, will talk more about in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, and... The other thing we need to talk about is the party. Oh my God, guys, it's less than a week. Yep. Today is Tuesday. The party is Friday. I've bought a new dress and I've booked a blow dry. So have I. I have not booked a blow dry, but I have bought a new dress and I'm really looking forward to it. And some sparkly tights. And some sparkly tights, yeah. Yeah, so Joy we're all sorted. Yeah. Um, um, some news on the uh, the actual party itself. So we are going to, when you come into the pub, we're going to be in the section on the right hand side. Yeah. We're not hidden off in a separate room. You can tell us because we're two very tall blonde birds. Yeah, exactly. So look out for us. Look out for us and we'll see you there. It's going to yeah. be lots of fun. Those of you that can make it, those of you who can't, we wish you could come. Yes. Um, so Next another time. time. When yep. we do our tour. Absolutely. The tour, the grand <laughs> world tour. tour. <laughs> 2019's grand tour. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. And other than that, um, all the usual stuff. So follow us on social media. Yeah, follow us on socials. Um, Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. Facebook. At mm, Big Fat Negative. <laughs> Twitter at Big Fat Negative. I'm sorry, I mixed it up. You, um, you can email us Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. And you can rate and review us if that's your bag. Yes, please. Nice little early Christmas present for us. Yeah, if you were. that'd be lovely. We want to see your reviews as well because um, they make me feel better. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, enjoy the show. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, Gabs. How are you? Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. Um, I'm I'm feeling pretty chuffed with myself because um, I had a night off the booze yesterday. Well done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did drink wine on Friday because I went to a restaurant thing. It's okay. Friends. Yeah. Well, okay. My, so my rule is I'm drinking wine moderately on one occasion during the week. I think that's okay. I think that's okay, isn't it? But the thing is, you're not starting... IVF till January. No. At which point you'll be probably be put on the pill for a month mm. before you start anything. Mm. So, t- I mean, really you've got until February before anything exciting happens. And not drinking for all that time is really boring. Yeah. And well, I'm just, I'm pra- practising um, restraint. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, so last night we went to the pub and I had a zero alcohol Heineken. How was that? I mean, it was okay. I don't really drink beer normally. But it's still, I drank it and I felt like I wasn't missing out. Um, teetotalers, I know, say Beck's Blue is the best non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, I suspect Heineken's not the best one. My husband has been um, trying out non-alcoholic craft ales mm. recently. One of them was really disgusting. One of them was okay. Yeah, I think I had a taste of one of those. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> really put me off. Like weird Maltesers. Took me back a few steps, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Get me some booze. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I'm quite chuffed myself. I uh, went for a run this morning because I don't have hey. a hangover. So well done. off I went. It's just so it's so bloody dreary outside. Oh, my God, it's awful, oh, isn't it's it? Oh, it's depressing, yeah. I had, like, cold, freezy ears. Oh. I was running around. You don't um, 
Yeah, but I do feel I feel healthy. Got that smug look of someone that hasn't drunk. <laughs> How far did you run? Uh, oh, 6.8 kilometres. Oh, that's so many kilometres. It's not really. Mate. I'm really unfit at the moment. It was, um... Can you not? Because I haven't been able to run for four weeks because of various sorry. reasons. Okay, sorry. And I, I'll be impressed if I can do two miles, which is about, what, three kilometres? Mm. So it was hard work. But my local park is called Hilly Fields because uh, it is that. Yeah. It is a hilly field. <laughs> so it's quite hard to run around. You do get puffed out quite quickly. So I'm letting myself off a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Absolutely fair. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, um, other than that, mm. so loads of people have been in touch about my husband's test, which we've spoken about a few times, the, the £966 one. Yeah. So I wanted to just clarify something because a lot of people have been in touch to say you can do the Comet DNA fragmentation test yeah. with a company called Examine. That sounds razzy. Examine. Comet. 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 Zippy. Yeah. Like, that's what you're hoping all the sperm is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but that um you do it directly with them and it costs 250 pounds okay so that is a definite saving if anyone's thinking about doing a dna fragmentation test Mm -hmm. but the reason that was ours was so expensive is because um it was a lot of other tests as well so they were i'll list them out just in case anyone's interested do it so there was um obviously just a regular analysis there was the DNA fragmentation. Mm-hmm. Then there was something called sperm culture, which looks for pathogen microorganisms that might cause infection. Scary. Yeah. But if that that apparently can be treated with antibiotics, if that okay. comes back as a thing. Oh, so that would be quite straightforward. So that's quite good. Yeah, we're hoping for that one. Antibiotics, then pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Um, and then the other one was PCR STD test, which is polymerase chain reaction oh that old chestnut i know god (laughs) what is that do you know so that is i think it's kind of i think that also uses dna okay uh and that one is looking more for stds so gonorrhea and chlamydia let's hope he doesn't have that yeah yeah i'm hoping that one comes back negative yeah um and then there was a sperm ROS test, which is reactive oxygen species test. Okay. I mean, that sounds really exciting, doesn't it? It does. It's like, well, yeah. I don't, reactive oxygen. Yeah, it sounds like um, a kind of 90s, like, energy drink. Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't know, actually, what we're hoping to get from this one. It basically looks for oxidative stress in the sperm. Okay. Which is caused by all sorts of, all of the things that we're not doing, like smoking and chemicals and okay. all that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's five tests in total, which is why it costs so much bloody money. So I just wanted to clarify that just in case anyone is listening and thinking, well, I'm, I'm not going to do any of those investigations now. It's insane. <laughs> but I think basically um, Jonathan Ramsey is trying to create quite a broad picture of, of this the semen analysis yeah. so like finding whatever he can getting a full picture yeah. that does include dna fragmentation but also all of those other bits great yeah so uh, not so great for your wallet not so great for the wallet um and we get our results next friday so yeah bit nerve-wracking oh my god you must be so nervous oh, yeah a little bit um but yeah I mean, you've got to be hopeful haven't you you've got to just be positive and plus you know whatever happens there's got to be the next steps. It's yeah. not just going to be, you're fucked, that's it, you can never have kids. Yeah. I'm sure that it's going to be, like, next steps, here's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, you've what... got to hope. <laughs> you've got to hope. <laughs> Jesus, you've got to hope. Um, 
in the meantime, uh, well, I'm in the hope zone. So it's my my fertile window oh, has uh, just come to a close. Aww. So another reason to be smug. Could be pregnant. Could be preggers right now, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could Which, be uh, how many hours? Oh, it would have been since I, by my estimations yesterday. So we're talking, you know, oh, 24 a good 24 hours, hours wow. pregnant now. Yeah. Sweet. Which I'm feeling fine. No, no symptoms yet. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel sick. Yeah, I'm just great. No this this smell. pregnancy for me has just been <laughs> great so far. <laughs> great times. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, and and it, yeah, so not not a terribly exciting week for us. No. But um, we do also have our another another appointment with the fertility clinic on Tuesday. Okay, and what's that for? So that is to meet the nurse and I think get our kind of protocol, like our drug plan oh my god what's your drug plan oh you're gonna we were t- i was talking about this with john yesterday because obviously i think you're you're planning to do a fresh or they're planning to do for you a fresh transfer i assume so that's what yeah I mean, most people do right unless they're getting DNA i think tested. so yeah and again i think so i've never i've only ever done pgd so i've mm. only ever had like a you know you have for the first cycle you do the egg collection the next cycle you do a frozen transfer yeah. actually the cycle after the next cycle for me but um so you're just going to get hit with drugs. You're just going to get all the drugs at once. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's quite scary. I'm interested to see what they what they're planning. Like, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, we're getting some tests. I think they do like an HIV test or something just before. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good. Hope we get yeah. clear on that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's a bit. It might be chicken before egg because um, if the results on Friday mean we have to push back our treatment yeah so that my husband can have treatment then we might just have to get in touch with them again and be like actually sorry we need to push this okay. well with my clinic certainly you just you basically just start doing your thing like on day one of your cycle mm. and then you get in touch with them when you've started and then they start booking you in so you can just do it whatever cycle you want really okay that's at my clinic i don't know if it works if that's probably i clinics. mean they're pretty laid back yeah in terms of timings every time i've spoken to them they're like yeah. yeah it's fine just whatever yeah do what you want to do chill <laughs> just chill just out chill. man <laughs> all about not getting stressed you see? yeah exactly yeah. so yeah so next week's quite a big one i suppose great mm, exciting. exciting uh do you think it'll be a big one for you emma well i'm gonna tell you a story mm, oh i can't wait okay so monday morning last monday morning yep. i woke up I went to the loo. I had some blood. Oh, God. I had... I mean, I've never had a panic attack before. And I wouldn't say it was a full-blown panic attack. Mm. But certainly heart palpitations, nausea, uncontrollable sobbing, and shaking, physically shaking. That sounds pretty panic attacky to me. I've yeah. Had, I've had a few of them, so... Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, then get on to my clinic for... So I was due to have a scan... Just to keep everyone up to date who hasn't been religiously listening, like I'm now um, on, on a transfer cycle and I've been taking drugs and everything. And for the last three tries, it's got to this point. I've had spotting. We've had to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, so massive, mega freak out. Got onto the clinic. Obviously, Monday morning, trying to find the clinic. I was on hold for 90 minutes or so. <laughs> I know. Finally got through. So can you move my scan forward from... Wednesday to today and they said no <laughs> we don't have any space uh, and I no, said that's a no. you don't understand I'm dying of anxiety and they said we can do it tomorrow okay. which would be the Tuesday right. um so I was like fine whatever did it on the Tuesday like took my mum because 
um, John was working. Mm. Um, and then went in. How, yeah, like, how, how are you feeling? I was so nervous. I just like I, I just felt like my heart was going. I just felt sick. Mm. Met up with my mum. She was like, "Don't worry." She kept talking about like other random shit, and I was like, "Mum, focus!" And she was like, "I'm trying to distract you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's your favourite cookie? Yeah. <laughs> and I was literally like, you know, when you're just somebody's talking, you are not listening. I felt yeah, oh, very bad, and I'm sorry, yeah. mum. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, went in. And said to the nurse, and it was my favourite nurse as well, Chantelle. Oh, Love you, Chantelle. Chantelle. Um, I don't think she listens. But went in, um, said to her, like, if this, if we're cancelling the cycle, I need you to prepare gin, chocolate and a consultant for me, please. And she was like, okay. Um, and lay on the bed, legs akimbo. And she starts clicking and she goes, oh, is this a cyst on your ovary? And I was like, don't you dare, that's the hydrosalpinx. And she's like, oh yeah, don't worry, sorry, sorry, I'm really sorry. Um, Come on, Chantal, don't yeah. lose us now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she goes, well, what what kind of number, like um, how thick do you think your lining is? And I was like, I'm going to say like six millimetres. And they'll transfer, I think they'll transfer at seven, but I think they'd rather eight, I think. Mm, okay. Um, and she said, how about 10? And I was like, shit! No And my mum was like, shit! Oh my god! And we were both like, ah! And then I cried. Oh, um, mate. And so now we have a transfer scheduled. O-M-F-G. And it's in a, a couple of days' time. Wow. From now. And I've got to say, I am excited Mm-hmm. Um, it also meant that I booked a load of holiday off work, mm-hmm. which I, I, you know, you don't necessarily need to do, but I haven't had a holiday for ages, so I just took loads Fuck of time it, off. Fuck it, take that yeah. shit. Um, and so I get to have some time off work. Oh, mate, this is I'm just the just, best news. Honestly, I'm, the thing is, that keeps going around in my head, is all the things that could still go wrong. Okay, okay. So, you know, things like... Um, Keely and her lost embryo. Oh, I was lost like, embryo. yeah. And then like, yesterday, I spent the whole day paranoid that my vagina would suddenly just seal itself up. I've heard they do that. Yeah, they, they get scared. They just run away. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, and by the time this goes out, I can say it now. We were supposed to be flying out to um, surprise my sister for her thirtieth birthday to Sweden, and um, so my whole family's going, and now we can't. Oh. And I feel so bad about that. I'm sorry, sis. Um, but hopefully I'll have a really good birthday present for you in yeah, the form of damn straight. a child, a niece or nephew. Um, but I'm just, I've got to say, I'm not thinking this is going to be the one. Like, well, I just, I spoke to Sophie, my best friend, mm-hmm. who was on episode four, I think, um, who is now like days away from giving birth to twins. She? And oh, and she, she said today, like, are you excited? And I was like... I'm excited to take the next step on uh, the road to becoming a parent. Okay. Like, I don't know if this is going to be the, the one, step. but it's just a move forwards. Mm. Well, <clears throat> if I might. Thank you. Um, an observation that I've had since since you got that news yeah. is that you look 10 times happier. You just got, Sorry? it's like something's lifted. The cloud above your head is like drifted off. And now it's like, do you know that Instagram filter where it's a sunshine and it yeah. just comes down? And you, that's what honestly what you look like. You just seem so much happier. And even if you are kind of being cautiously optimistic, yeah. um, it is visible to me that you are 
happy and well, excited. You clearly haven't spent any time with me over the last couple of days <laughs> because I, the progesterone. So I haven't been on progesterone now for a year. Like it was my anniversary of my last transfer th- two days ago. Weirdly, um, so weirdly timed. Yeah, really odd. Um, and yeah, so I've just been so full of rage. I've just been a huge ball of resentment and seething anger. Oh God, like. Anything that John says results in me just, like, screaming at him. Fury. And he's not, like, he's not doing that thing where he's like, okay, I know you're on a lot of hormones right now, so I'm just going to ignore it. He just screams back. (laughs) And then in my more, like, sane moments, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, what? Surely you're supposed to be sane. Yeah. And I'm the mad one. But honestly, and I'm so bloated as well. Like, the progesterone, I forgot how... Really? I'm currently wearing like my quite loose but high waisted jeans, so they like hold your tummy in gently. Mm. But I'm just so they're basically all I can wear right now. I can't wear tights. I don't know what I'm going to wear to work tomorrow. Like I've got one day at work and then two weeks off. I've got no idea what I'm going to wear. Do you not have any shapeless sacks? Yeah, I do, but then I have to wear tights under them. So I don't know. Maybe I just wear maternity tights. Is that? I think that's. Tempting for me, that's tempting. (laughs) But yeah, transfer, it's happening. Oh wow, guys, this is just, this is the moment. Yeah, as long as the embryo thaws, they don't lose the embryo, my my vagina doesn't seal itself out. I don't have the embryologist who was like, couldn't get a catheter up my cervix that one time. As long as those four things don't Mm. happen, and Mm -hmm. like, whatever number of other things, they've lost all our embryos, that kind of thing. Hey, we're on. Yeah. Then we're on. Game on. Absolutely. How excited. So this means you um you won't be drinking during our Christmas party. Uh I will know by then if it's worked. Wow. And so and so how are you feeling today? You haven't thrown anything at me yet. I haven't thrown anything at you. John and I have had one little set two. Oh. Um <laughs> but he's I've like I've had to send him down to Margate today. This is the other thing, is we're supposed to be getting some work done. But because you can't plan anything when it comes to IVF, e.g. holidays and um work on your house, yeah. he's had to go down to Margate today to drop the keys off for somebody, um, for some like people to do some work on the house because we can't be there on Tuesday, which we had hoped to be. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Um yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this a while ago because I've booked a holiday to New York in March for my husband's yeah. birthday. And I'm like, if we don't do it in January and it gets pushed back, oh, is that holiday going to become incredibly inconvenient? No, you're just going to be injecting yourself. It'll be chilled. Fuck it. Yeah, it's fine. We'll you're just, just have, have to... have giant ovaries and yeah. we'll be able to walk around. <laughs> Waddling around New York. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Well, um, yeah, I'm over the moon. Thanks, mate. So pleased for you. Feels like such an achievement. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just the thing I really loved about the last time was just pretending to be pregnant, just like swanning mm, yeah. around pretending yeah, yeah. that I'm pregnant. Well, you kind of are, right? They well, call it poopo, don't they? Yeah. Pregnant until proven otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So uh, pretend pregnant. It's like you just walk around like with a secret. Yeah. Oh. And it's so. Yeah. Well, obviously, we know that I'm 24 hours pregnant, and oh, I yeah, I planned course. my um. All of my shagging was really good this time. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, Bert and Annie, it's got to happen. I'm going to really have a good go this time. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that for you. Okay, great. Well, Bert and Annie on the way, guys. Cheers, hoping. 
Richard Mackney is a journalist and broadcaster with a career that spans reporting for GMTV, E Entertainment and voiceover work for BBC's Dick and Dom's Funny Business. Richard and his wife Rosie have been very public about their struggles to conceive and helpfully author Get a Life, a his and hers survival guide, which is literally the only IVF book I have read. Here's five Um, pounds. (laughs) Which is funny, honest, must-read handbook for couples. And here's ten. (laughs) We tend to start each of the podcasts with a little bit of an overview of your IVF and infertility journey. It is a journey, isn't it? It is a journey. It is a journey. So, uh, in essence, we you know the threshold is it still the same? NHS was you have to be trying. I love the word trying. Oh yeah, trying. Trying. Yeah, Yeah, we're trying Uh, for three years. I think was it two years, three years. I think I don't know how long it had been. Something like that. Whatever it was, it was about mm. that. Mm-hmm. It, and then it was... Fir- uh, first IVF was 2011. Okay. October 2011. Failed. Second one very soon after, March 2012. Okay. Um, pregnant. Miscarriage. So that, well, the first one was NHS. Uh, yeah, which okay. was So, yeah. you know, that was that was good when that didn't work because it was my fault. And they think, <laughs> okay, that's that one used up. That's your one, you know, rehearsal. Your one chance. Up. Okay, well, now we have to pay. So it was private. Rosie pregnant for the first time ever in her life. And she would have been... 35 okay first time ever that stick even mm-hmm. faint line it mm. was just i can imagine miscarriage and then um but you know early term miscarriage yeah and then a year like nearly a year later we did it again i think that's right yeah february the following year 2013 okay and then that was nhs again because we'd moved house in the meantime oh, not for yeah. that reason you don't move house. You know, financially you don't move house to get free so, what, so wow. you move house and you get around yeah, you know, you know the postcode lottery, don't you? Yeah, I know Depends the postcode where you lottery. Sometimes, but... it's, sometimes you get none, NHS. Yeah. Sometimes it's three. I think some places, one, two. Yeah. We happened to have moved to a different health trust, NHS trust. Where you got And you got another one because Rosie was still under 39 and, mm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that's, a, that's useful. And well, it is, knowing. but then don't move. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it costs 10000 to move house in stamp yeah, duty. <laughs> IVF is five to 7000 if you're a renter... Oh yeah. Oh, no. oh yeah, but does that I suppose it does count, doesn't it? You were living yeah. within the boundary. Yeah, in London, Camden yeah, is the one. Because it yeah, is the greatest uh, inequity of the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing is just where you live. Yeah, maybe we you should know. move. I'm I'm a renter. Because the second time we did it, you know, this you know, not many people I don't know, maybe you do. I did we didn't have seven grand sloshing around of mm. oh yeah, we'll just use our one of our savings. Yeah. We had nothing. It was just Rosie's parents said, you know, we'll dig into our savings. They go, Oh, God bless you because Yeah. There's no way we could have done it. And, but, you know, multiply that by the most of the country. Yeah, well, it's the totally unfair. bank of mum and dad. Yeah. They buy your property and they pay for babies. <laughs> you know. All the stuff that's supposed to be easy. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you briefly mentioned there that um, your first round didn't work out and it was your fault. Yeah. Do you want to explain what you mean by that? There's a long story. I mean, there's a very long story there. It's about a 20-minute story of what actually <laughs> happened. In essence... Uh, you you know men are ignored you know this you know yeah. you've experienced it you're just well, you you know will soon and you do know this and of course they are we're not you know it's not about men it is about women the women have the, you know as i say one of the phrases in the book is they have the shittier end of the stick mm-hmm. and they really do the tests are nastier particularly if there's a, a something they can't find the tests are very nasty um and the, the, all the all the you know all the drugs you have to take as well for a month that aren't doing necessarily natural things to your body these are probably these aren't good drugs these are <laughs> these are doing strange I'm on them right now yeah they <laughs> not do, great. no they do strange things to you mm-hmm. um you know you're not supposed to produce that many ever that's how it works um and with men all the way along at the start it was just because like most men i had no interest i didn't know what ivf was i had no interest in it whatsoever i didn't want to be because you don't want to be doing it because why why are we doing it you know, something ivf is something old people loads of people do other people do not us 
we can have, you know, we're just, just having sex. We can do that. I didn't know. It's not working. It's not working. So I was kind of annoyed about, you know, dragged in, do these tests. And it was just all the way, not even all the way through. So we, I didn't ask much because it was just all you do, because it was mostly female nurses and doctors and embryologists, yeah. which is fine, um, would just say, oh, you, ju- you just do, a, you just wank in a booth. Think, well, <laughs> yeah. this doesn't sound like it, anything that involves masturbation is probably all right. <laughs> you know, the one thing I, I can certainly do that. Think, so, okay, so she has to have all these tests and drugs. Really? I just go and have a wank? Yep, just go and wank. I'm almost looking forward to it. This is, this is you know. <laughs> Not knowing the psycho, you know, the psychology of all yeah, of it. Yeah, of course, the pressure and the pressure, and and so it, you know, and, and also it's been only you, you know this. It's years and years of misery in our house of Rosie seeing everybody except, in her view, everybody except yeah. her having babies, everyone, and magazines and newspapers glossily saying how easy it is. Yeah, and then seeing friends of hers who didn't even want them. Oh, having yeah, we, them yeah we've had that you know it got to the state really strange straight stage of rosie anyone on telly or anything rosie would look them up yeah and at first i said what are you doing so i'm just saying if they've got babies and what age they were when they had them God, this is bizarre. <laughs> i do actually do that yeah i actually literally do that. everybody if rosie met someone if she'd what you know anything on television she yeah. would think god this is really bizarre but to her that was just a thing you do because it gave her hope yeah if they were 35 or over Certainly 40. They, oh, that's like, oh, they had them naturally, mm. even whether it was or not. We don't know. Uh, and so that was, you know, so it, was, so, it was, so it was years and years of misery. You get your NH, NHS funded, which is kind of incredible. You know, it's saving you five to seven thousand pounds. It's an expensive private treatment. Mm-hmm. She's taken, you know, this is all she's ever wanted. She's gone through all these drugs for, you know, four weeks. Then it's the trigger drug. And then you go in on the day. And the day when you went into the trigger drug, I did say, like, can you, what actually does happen? And they said, like, you know, they joked, you got the easy bit. It was always, oh, you got the easy bit. I said, what, but what actually happened? They said, you come in early in the morning. She, we, you know, we put her under, we take the eggs out. You take the eggs in an incubator to the clinic. Uh, that's okay. I said, what's, what's an incubator? I said, well, you know, it's like a little metal thing you take. Said, okay, that's okay. And um, then you go to the clinic. Uh, they take the eggs. You do your business and you go home. I said, oh, okay. And that's it. I said, yeah, that's it. And then, no, it isn't it. Because we, we go in for uh, uh, egg removal. What do they call it? Uh, retrieval. Egg retrieval. Mm, yeah. Egg tra- no, it's not transfer. What do they call yeah. it? It's just the day. It just was always just the day. Well, when I used to read about it on the internet, it said harvesting. <laughs> which yeah. I, it sounded very farmyard to me. Well, the whole eggs thing, I didn't ever... Maybe I wasn't paying attention in GCSE yeah. biology. I never really kind of come to terms with women have eggs. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me it was always eggs. Is, well, it's obviously birds. It's like turtles laying. The turtles yeah. lay them at midnight on a, yeah, on a yeah, shore. On the shore but, my wife hasn't got. She's not a fucking reptile. She hasn't got <laughs> eggs. She's got a womb, and, and so no, they, they produce eggs. And you're taking eggs. So then, it's like, what, what happens to her? And they said, well, I said, how what, how big are they? Well, I was you know, thinking a dozen free range, you know, whatever you get. And they said, no, no, we just take them out. They're tiny. They're microscopic. Oh, okay. So the incubator surely is like the size of a wallet. Or and then we do it on the day, and Rosie has this, and she's put under, and then she's still sort of woozy, and they come out with this thing. And they say, we've got the eggs, good number. I think it was 13, all healthy. Mm. She's so between 10 and 15 is considered mm-hmm. good, I think. And I said, okay, where's the incubator? I said, well, it's there. I said, was well, it inside there? And they said, no, no, that's it. Now, if you know those portable fridges you have when you're a tenant, yeah, it's about nearly the size of that. It's about, it was like a big picnic hamper made of solid metal. What, and you had to take that? Yeah, and so I have to take that. It's, it's really heavy, and it's had sharp metal sides that were cutting into, oh, and I had to get a train, which could no know the car. So I had to go down all the way down the hill, 
by the time I got to this train station, my God, I'm going to need my right arm, you know, in about an <laughs> half an hour or so. And this is kind of fucking. And I expected on the train platform just to look along and see. I would just be like an Am- Amanda Yonichi sketch, would be just loads of other sheepish middle aged yeah, men with incubators, and it wasn't just me. And I was sweating. And um, quite a warm October. And also, the huge incubator has a digital ticking clock on the top. So I get on the tubes. Like a bomb? Yeah. Okay. So I get on the tu- on, on the train, and people are just sort of just moving away. Oh my from the, god, that's hilarious! And like this sweaty man, God, I look like a fucking terrorist. <laughs> look, look at me, a white middle class, like blue, light blue shirted terrorist. Like the, you know, what am I? The, 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 the poshest picnicker or something with this luxury digital hamper. Anyway, finally got to the thing, you know, and. Uh, Got at least I couldn't find the clinic. Managed to go in. By this stage, absolutely knackered. Yeah. Deliver this thing. Stressed. And then you sit. I had to sit in this waiting room, which is like a sort of sixth room, sixth room common room. Oh my god! And in our book, I mentioned a thing about the um, they were playing. They kept playing the Eurythmics, like greatest hits on a loop. <laughs> and all I remember was just sweet dreams. You know, some of them want to abuse you. Some of them think, God, this is just weird. And then in there is just middle aged men. Oh, men of all different. Quite old men, quite young men, all just sitting yeah. there. And then they'll call you and they'll give you a little bag thing with a tube in it. And then you go down the end of a corridor. Now, I didn't know. Why didn't I look at this before? Why didn't I know what the booth was like? Why didn't I? Because it didn't, it wasn't to, like a big deal. You just wank in a booth. The booths are kind of little rooms. That, yeah. And you go, and the, so the first, this first time I went to the, okay, you know, and they, they said, oh, there's materials behind the door. <laughs> materials. Material. And it's exactly as you imagine. <laughs> it's like, it's crispy. Yeah. Jazz mags Ooh. that aren't the sort of thing you even get. It's like, where are these from the nineteen seventies? These things, Hustler, and <laughs> no one even uses magazines anymore. Okay, these are the materials. We were actually having this discussion with our husbands at the pub the other day about the diverse experiences that um, that they've had. Mm. Because My some friends. sometimes there's like um, there's like that, and yeah. then sometimes there's DVDs apparently. Oh yeah, one of the, the when we then went private, but by then I wasn't doing that ever again. They said we get, they, it really was a lovely big screen and stuff. You know, yeah. that's a, this wasn't, or maybe it's just an NHS funded. I don't know why. The other thing was when I started my, I, I took my phone and obviously uploaded some nasty videos of people having sex. That's preparation. Yeah, it's, yeah, preloading. It's, yeah. You, you've got to read. Well <laughs> and um, got my little phone, and then um, suddenly heard this this voice behind. Me. I turn around and it was like. Oh, it's not soundproof. There's literally, I just heard one of the nurses giggling out, saying, God, fuck. And then next on either side, it's not soundproofed. So all I can hear every few minutes oh. is just men wanking. There's about four booths oh, in a row. No. And I suddenly thought, I don't know, but I've never, I've never listened to other men wank before. Call me old, <laughs> fa- call me old fashioned. I think, well, this is a new one. And, you know, and so you just hear men, you know, reaching their climax and, and then there's someone else would come in and think, this is, this is bizarre. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You know, my favorite film is Brazil. This is like Brazil. This is like you're just a little, you know, baby production machine. This is... And suddenly nothing's happening. I think it's porn. It's wanking. No performance anxiety of the oh, highest level of is coming and it gets worse of course because then it's in your head or it's in yeah. my head what's you go oh, fuck, oh god this has to work this is years this is the this is down to you this is you have to do this. fuck's sake it's only wank fuck's sake <laughs> you know three hours i was in there Oh Three my hours god. before anyone came to the door, and by this stage, so many men had, you know, healthily oh <laughs> reproduced god. next to me, and I just think I don't know what to do. I'm getting texts by then. I'm getting texts from her who's back home, back at her parents' house, saying, "Hope it's going okay," uh, and um, you know, you know, I haven't heard from you yet. I think, oh, don't do this to me. What am I going to oh do? What am I going to do? God. And nearly at the point of crying, I get a knock on the door and this doctor comes in saying, "Is everything okay, Mister Magney?" I said, "Well, everything's about as many miles from okay as I've ever been." This is not okay, so don't worry. It happens, to, you know, a lot. It's absolutely fine. I said, well, what do I do? Because this is bad. And he mm-hmm. said, well, you, you just just take a breather. Just go outside. What we can do, we can give you a Viagra tablet. And I said, okay. I've oh, oddly never had one of those. I've heard they're fun. Um, I used to have an, an old friend who was an agent of mine. He was a big fan of them, an old man with high blood pressure. Wow. He, he always swore by them. So, oh, okay. Wow. okay. And then so he gives me this tablet. And I said, what do I do? He said, just go outside. You know, get a bottle of water, have a walk around, give it half an hour, come back. Oh, I need to pay for it on the pay for pay at the desk on the way out. I said, oh. You're kidding? He said, No, no, you, you know they're not cheap. It's eighteen pounds. <laughs> Can't you just this once? <laughs> you know, so I don't given have to go what I've been someone. through, I have to go and pay for this. Yeah, I've paid for it on the way out. You've paid for this. Emotionally and I went down. And my, such damage had been done to my right arm by that time from the incubator and from my three hours in there. I couldn't, it was like Parkinson's, I couldn't, I couldn't even type my pin into that. And I said to the boat, you have to, I can't get my hand onto the, can you, t-? I started to re- tell him my pin number and <laughs> this thing and to take his £17.80. And we, I was so furious afterwards, oh. we scanned the receipt of this and it's in our book just to oh you fucking. Bastards. And anyway, yeah. then went and had the strangest lunch I've had about three in the afternoon of cheese and pickle sandwich and erectile dysfunction <laughs> tablet. And just sat thinking, God, this is the strangest day of my life. And then wait, you know, walked around twenty minutes, half an hour. I think, okay, I'll go back. I went back in. They said, the, you know, this time's about four o'clock in the afternoon, mm. and they said, oh, we've moved you to another booth. This one has a view. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the problem, by the way. It wasn't the aesthetics. So, you know, <laughs> I'm such a stickler for feng shui. You know, I, I, I simply cannot do this without a view. And so this one had a view. Luckily, of not a full window. It's kind of okay. just sort of that low. Yeah, that's a nice view. <laughs> Great. Okay. What could you see? Uh, it was just bits of London, okay. bits of you know, oh, chimney pots. Yeah, yeah, just sorry, yeah, it's not. Poppins, it's yeah. nice if I was in the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then got out the old phone again, 
and then looked in the mirror and my face was bright red. My eyes are kind of like this, bulging. Oh my God. Face is bright red, ears bright red. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, all the blood has gone completely the wrong way. <laughs> I don't remember thinking, they, oh God, I've got an erect face. <laughs> They've given my... The blood is supposed to go there and I've got a hard-on in my face. And nothing again. Half an hour later, another knock on the door. Um, by this stage, I'm resigned. I think, yeah, I don't know what to do, you know. And they said, oh, well, you know, just, you know, we do closing. <laughs> oh, no. It was oh, like, you know, it's wow. like closing time at the pub. Of, yeah. You know, let's have your time now, gentlemen. Let's have your glasses. Let's have your receptacles. And I just sat on the edge of this couch thing in there. I was thinking, I don't know what to do. I'm going to have to... Uh... And my, my thing with all challenges of any kind is to, to hide or to just run. Yeah. And I just thought, I have to... I can't face Rosie. This is going to be the end of our relationship. I can't do this. So I was going to just... I was going to go to the airport and just like, just go. Then I thought I'd just leap in because I was near the Thames. I thought just go and jump. I thought well, you, you can swim. <laughs> You're just going to get cold and wet. That's not going to help anything. Maybe it'll help my whole cause. Yeah, I was yeah. so desperate. I had Might to cool your face down. Yeah, and then of course no, they just closed. And I could hear vacuuming outside oh, at the last God. attempt. You think oh, this is terrible. I went outside and I said I don't know. I don't know what to do. You know, this this is. And they said Look, it's, it's all right. It's this lovely woman embryologist who was there, <laughs> Hoovering. Saying that we um, this does happen quite a lot to men actually, and I said okay, that, that doesn't help either. I don't know what to do, and she, and she said you have to, you phone your. I said I can't phone my wife. You have to phone my wife. I can't tell her. I mean, this is I can't do that to her because I've had texts after. By this stage, all yeah. the time I've, I've turned the phone off. Well, not for that. I've, videos are still playing. But for the, um, I thought I can't talk. I can't have this at all. I can't, you know what's happening? Because she said I'm starting to get worried. You think, oh God, I can't have that as well because that's all in my head. Yeah. And the woman said, "If you, there is one last option. If you can get in very early in the morning, you know, do your business. Always your business. Oh. Your business. Do your business at home, <laughs> and then come in." I said, "What time?" They said, "Really, half seven, eight o'clock." Said, okay, we live, you know, an hour. Okay, that means masturbating at half past four, or five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, I mean that would be okay if it was the end of the night yeah, when you yeah, just yeah. got up and having muesli. <laughs> it's a bit odd. And I said, okay. And they said, oh, you have to take the incubator with you. <laughs> I oh, said, oh, God. God. You're kidding. They said, no, you, you normally just take it back to the hospital sometime this week. Oh. Moment by which stage, I said, what about the eggs? And they said, we, they're all here. I said, but they're dying. And they said, well, yes, ultimately they are. They have, but we can, they might be okay in the morning. Okay. We later learned the second time we did IVF, they're not going to be okay. They were just, you know, trying to trying make to me make feel, feel better. better. And it did make Rosie feel better. At least there was the chance of yeah. um, something happening. And I just went outside and cried. Oh, I just think. I can understand that. And then went home. And then did, it's like this mechanical process, just get up, wank. <laughs> get up and have a wank. I don't know about most men, I don't do that normally. It's not the first thing I do, certainly not that early in the morning. I hated porn, I hated sex, I hated genitals, I hated the human body, yeah. I hated reproduction, I hated breasts, everything. I hated anything. I just wanted to join some religious order and never have, just get it, and I couldn't. Okay. I managed to get it done and get in there and texted Rosie and afterwards she did say, thank God you sent that text on the train. She said, because it, was, it still meant there was hope, yeah. which is the fucking you know, nightmare of IVF. Is yeah. It gives you hope when there really should be none. Mm, yeah. But of course, they're doing the right thing. They're not saying that it's a waste of time, you failure. Yeah, you can't yeah. even have. You can't even wank. <laughs> you can't even wank. Um, yeah. So that was that, and it did cause it, there was. A, you know, they, we did the whole process. They did do that was good. Then they thought we might have to do ICSI because there were so few, either sperms or surviving eggs. Okay. They didn't. I think they did IVF on the air, and then. We did, the, we, did, we did the whole process. We then did the two-week wait, yeah. which, as you know, is just wonderful, isn't it's, it? It's great. I love it. I can't just wait, wait for it. And, and, Yeah, and they just say, you just wait. 
So just, you just wait. Two, yeah. uh, two weeks for Rosie is the worst two weeks of her entire life, mm-hmm. it, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Worse than being infertile. Starting IVF for her was at least your inner process, but that two-week wait. Yeah, it's a real bitch. And knowing afterwards what we knew, you know, or didn't know at the time, that this was a waste of time anyway. Yeah. You know, oh. but to her it wasn't. It was, oh, we've... we've yeah, because you're basically you're pretending chance. to be Yeah, pregnant. we've got a day three embryo and they, get, they, they you know... It's the first time that you've ever felt pregnant yes. as well, because you're on all the hormones. You're on your yeah. You're the basically progesterone pregnant. is making you yeah. feel very pregnant. Your also body be- thinks you are because you have, and it's totally wrong. This is the thing which we re- wanted to get across in our book. It's it, you should not know this stuff at all. Yeah, but you certainly should not see the conception live mm. on a television screen. Yeah, you know you just should not see this because it's in your head. You're thinking that says I'm that that means I'm yeah, pregnant because yeah. I've just seen an embryo I've going to be womb lining no you are not yeah. this is just stuff that happens in everyday life all the time and you just don't know it's happened yeah and you wouldn't even know you're pregnant or not pregnant which is why the 12 week thing is so important mm. yeah it's really horrible <sighs> but thanks for making me look forward to that <laughs> can't wait no but it's the, it's, it's the thing you never we people don't do we didn't do is the face the realities of it yeah because you of course you have to have hope mm. it has to be to. belief yeah but after three goes at it, we kind of, you know, these old, by the last time, it was kind of war-hardy veterans. Yeah, we know, yeah. The, we know the fucking deal. We were so hardened emotionally, which is quite good in a way. Yeah, it's, I'm really struggling, actually, because I'm trying not to have hope. Yeah, I mean, of course, they always say, they say the opposite. All positive. other books, you've got to be positive. Just, mm. you know, just, be, just remain just, positive. No, yeah. don't remain positive. You, well, you kind of should, but just factory, you know, it's temper expectations, as yeah. we said. Of course, this is the whole thing of the book, should have. Why yeah. didn't Why didn't anyone tell us? Well, we didn't ask. It's not their mm. job to say. Know, there's not. There's a, there's a nasty booth. They're going to have to be aware of the pressure. And also, maybe if they had, I still wouldn't have listened. It's going. Come on, it's just yeah. a wank. <laughs> but also, there's there's a sense that you know. I think all the way through this, there's a sense that you, you can't have a baby. There's something wrong with you. Therefore, and you're being treated by the NHS. Mm. Therefore, you are ill. Mm. Like you have a sickness, and therefore your expectations should be managed. Like. I feel like any other time that I've had interaction with medicine, your yeah. expectations are managed. Yeah, but then, but it's a not a normal thing. It, normally, you have I don't know, you have a pain, you have a broken arm. Yeah. you go in. This is what we do. It gets mm. better. Yeah, uh, ours was the equivalent. Which, you know, I was saying to you earlier, thirty percent or twenty-five, thirty percent of most of IVF cases or fertility cases, they don't know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's unexplained. There's a box that literally tick on it. Mm. We were unexplained. Yeah. And we were never sure if that was good or bad. Mm-hmm. It was good in a way of, well, there's nothing physically. There isn't a low sperm count. There isn't endometriosis or any of these other yeah. things. But what is it then? What yeah. the hell's wrong? It's got to be something. There must be something. But of course, well, we don't know. So in a way, it's sort of, if you go and say, this is the problem we've got, we can use this to try and bypass it. I think Rosie always wished she had had it in funny, in the weirdest way. That I wish there was some, we knew yeah. what the problem was. Because otherwise, why? Everything is healthy. Every test, you know, sperm test, average to good, everything fine. Why is that? We don't get it. I don't get this. Well, I feel I actually feel quite lucky to have a diagnosis. Cause yeah, I've, I've got no fallopian tubes now. Yeah, so so that's cool. So that's my thing. Like, and I know what's wrong with me. Although there might be something else too. But um, that's I do feel lucky. No, it's an odd thing. But then none of it. But then equally, still, even with all of these things, you still think, ah, oh, here's a procedure that's going to sort it out. No, no. we were given which we were later told was good odds, some of the best odds, 30% chance. Yeah. And they always say, oh, that's good, because they've said it's good odds. But you're not thinking, yeah, so yeah. 70% 70% not. chance it won't they work. They should say there's a 70%, there's, the, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The majority of chances this is not going to happen. Okay, and we always said in the book, it's the idea of the, it's the casino of life. Yeah. Where in any casino, 
If you're seven thousand pounds and the odds are thirty percent, no, no. Yeah, well, that's and then it. that goes down. I know you know you know these stories. I have mm. a friend who they did it six. By this stage, they they're broke. He did it six times. He didn't want to be doing it. She insisted six times. But that stage, she was forty-two. The odds were two percent chance. And I said, John, I even I know that's two percent ish because yeah. mm. your head is filled with these but stats. Also, I think ninety-eight percent chance. No, but it still means there's hope. The thing that you said in the book was um, if you've got a 30% chance, doing it again doesn't then give you a 60% no. chance. No. And and that's that really struck me. I remember that. I think that's like what I read the day after my negative test. And it really struck me. And I, I keep having to remind mm. myself of that because, you know, you, I, there's something in your head that's like, well... If I had a thirty percent last chance last time, yeah. then I've got a sixty percent chance this mm. time because no. But the benefit you have, which is the, the you know, it's like David Letterman used to say, everyone should have a rehearsal marriage. It's good to have one sort of run up marriage mm-hmm. before the real thing. This is the thing. We, that's why we were annoyed because the second time there were other mistakes made as well by us and by them, just because we didn't know. But the first time, okay, so we know that. We know mm, yeah. we, we now yeah. know what happens. Yeah. We know what the process involves. Yeah. We now know what we shouldn't have done. And so the second time, at least you have, at least there is that, which does in kind of, that's what the whole thing of our book was, we can't guarantee, you, you can't guarantee a baby, but you can guarantee the chances, you know, the odds mm. are always going to be the odds. But at least you knowing more and, you know, you, you're less worried. You think, oh, I know what to do. This is, you know. Yeah. And certainly by the third time, I think, because Rosie, um, the weirdest thing is, which I thought was great at the time, I didn't say anything, but the, the tense Rosie used had changed. It was because it was always like when I get pregnant, when I when I have a baby. Da, da, da. This time with the third, it was if I if I can't have one. Yeah. Mm. I think oh that's interesting. You've actually adapting in your head to it not happening. Yeah. The survival's already kicked in, and so in a way it was kind of. No, for me it was. There's no more after this. I can't. You know, mm. see what it's doing to us. For Rosie, I think there would have you know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that would have been an interesting domestic mm. discussion. I started trying for a baby when I was thirty. Yeah. And now my entire 30s so far. In fact, I think I was 29. Now my entire 30s so far have just Yeah, been but then go back before that. Thinking or, you know, it. Rosie said to me that literally from whatever age she can remember, that's all she ever wanted. Yeah. Mm. When, I, when, when I first met her, and at the time I thought it was kind of flattering that she thinks yeah. there's a future to this. But it was actually a matter of fact. Then after, however, only a few weeks of going out, I thought, it's a bit of a weird thing to lob in. You know, <laughs> if, this, if anything happened, I, I just want to make it clear I, want, I do want to have children. And I didn't want children at all. I, 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 I never wanted children. But of course, I lied. I said, yeah, I love. <laughs> I love kids. This means I can have more sexual intercourse with you and have a good go on your breasts. Yeah, this is great. And then years go by, and it's you know, I met Rosie when she was twenty-seven. I want to, you know, I want to have one by thirty. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you know. And then it just goes on. I think, well, maybe I'll get away with it. And then no, no, then it gets to thirty-one, thirty-two, and then it isn't happening. And then it, and then to the weirdest position for me was never wanting this. The idea of kids was abhorrent to me. I hate responsibility. And then you're on board with it. By the second yeah. time, it's just, please work, please, yeah. for the sake of everything. And this woman, this is all she's... And so that little line, the second time, even though, again, now what we know knew afterwards that was never going to happen, but she was pregnant, seeing the you know the scan, going in and seeing this screen, the heartbeat. Oh. It's going, oh, God. And that was it. So, oh, thank fuck, that's over. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, I never wanted kids. No, didn't you? What are you doing then? I know. <laughs> You just no, want to have a podcast, don't kids. you? That is a. Uh... So why? 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 Because I want kids. Now. <laughs> oh, okay. Why? She can't have them. Yeah. She's now she wants Oh, look at and that the petulance. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that does happen as well. I mean, it's very, yeah. very. This is why you know. Also now, 
you know, you, you learn all these things. Because when Rosie was, you know, however many years, six, seven years, infer- an infertile, yeah. I mean, the worst thing you could have said, really beyond your fat, whatever, you know, was... So how, you used to, she, Rosie used to go to things, you yeah. know, events or work things or whatever. Mm. And women, women, I said, God, it's extraordinary women do that. And they still do, and what? that's what we're... Um, how, many children, how many children have you got was the general thing. It's usually yeah. second question, what do you do? How many children have you got? Assuming you've got one, because yeah. you must be. Look at the, look how old you are. You <laughs> yeah. must have, you know. And Rosie would just, it would just be like stabbing her. You know, oh, she's like, God, yeah. don't ask me this. She would come home crying. Oh. I do it. Women do it all the time. I do it because... Yeah. Men it, would never do it because men don't give a fuck. Yeah. For men, it's what do you do? Yeah. Are you earning more than me? Please <laughs> say you're not, and I'll have to better you somehow because that's all I've got. <laughs> but with women, it's just, you know... I, I ask please. it because I want them to say none. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'll be like, me neither. Because we would... So Rosie would never do it now. And, I, and, yeah. I, and yeah, that's the thing. But also it's... there's most women over a certain age do want them you know it's why there's a friend of mine who's just hit <laughs> she's just hit 60 which is a lot of fun for her uh her thing was always she never had any mm. and her thing you know I, you, my list was gone i never you know i just didn't ask her or didn't know i didn't care for yeah. years and then when we do it after ivf after the miscarriage and everything I, I got talking to her about it i said what's the truth about it she's oh, i really wanted them i said but now you what do you so do hard. you get this question should i cut them off straight away before they can say anything i said no i haven't got any. i never wanted any. i just really wanted to have a good life and and, and then changes of it yeah, said, yeah. Oh, that's what you do yeah you don't go oh, no, i haven't got any because women then say oh didn't you want any those so you say this to rosie that's no crazy. i really want them that's the worst yeah yeah i'm still at the um well, actually most of the time i go yeah i'm in the middle of ivf actually yeah and, and because then, most people don't know i you know you didn't what did you know about ivf i didn't know what it yeah. was mm. I knew it was something mm. poor people have to do if they can't have a baby it must be awful having to do that you know yeah <laughs> something you just do no one knows this is also the thing of nobody can possibly unless you've done ivf uh people have it's like any trauma it's like death or death of anything mm. until you've been through it you can, can't possibly yeah. understand yeah, what it's absolutely. like absolutely you know that and that's the hardest thing and uh, actually one question that we did want to ask was yeah. from the male side like yeah. obviously as you said men get like massively ignored yeah uh, right probably rightly yeah. but just to ask the right that's why the, the key thing the second time we did ivf i didn't even know this they never told us at the time but the first time round, the second time we did it, i told him about this it was a male uh, uh, embryologist and i told him about my experience and he said oh, so many men that happens to i said why, why wasn't i told he said, Men don't tell each other that. No. You know, that's the first thing. I said, what do you do about it? Because I can't have this again. He said, well, A, you do it at home. Bring it in. It's not yeah. a problem. As long as you get it within an hour-ish, it's not a problem. Uh, and he said, we, if you want, we, we do a, offer a service and most places do where you can freeze it. Mm. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, literally, you know, a few weeks before, whenever you're ready, you just come in, drop a sample off, we freeze it. I said, well, well, what happens on the day? He said, well, it means if there is any, your car crashes or the train breaks down or you can't, we've got one. I said, and is that all right? Does it work? He said, yeah. If we defrost it, 50% mortality. But he said, if you've got several million in there, that's fine. We, they're good. I said, why, didn't, why can't we... Why didn't we know that? Why didn't anyone say all that? All of the psychological pressure is gone mm, yeah. by that. And I said, why do you do that? He said, well, some religions and community, they don't like public masturbation. In, you know, well, no, it's, <laughs> it's really frowned upon. It's frowned upon generally. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've just got the number 27 bus. No one, <laughs> no one batted an eyelid. <laughs> well, it makes sense if you're sick as well, obviously, because that affects the quality. Mm. So, you know, say you come to the egg, egg removal, retrieval, yeah. harvest, and you've been ill, then your sample's going to be yeah. of a less degree. However, even the second time round, on that day yet again, this time I was at home, and I was, and I, I couldn't again, even at mm. home. 
And he said, you know, and they were, and I'd asked before everything. They said, if by eleven o'clock in the morning you don't think just phone us, we'll do, you know, we'll start the defrosting thing. It's it's fine. Uh, eleven o'clock, I said, it's not going to happen. Can you? They said, yep, we'll do it now. Straight afterwards, managed to do it. Oh. <laughs> straight away. Literally at eleven o three. I remember Soon the time. As the thinking, was off. God, that's weird. Take away that's all so this. Weird. I can't cope with pressure. So did you find them again? Yeah. yeah. So it's all fine. They just got that freezer. Mm-hmm. Them God, all back in. Like, like... And his thing was always, oh, it's like frozen peas. He said, literally, you know, some will be defrosting there, okay? You, know, you can freeze them. Out. Yeah, it's absolutely healthy. It's just the defrosting that causes the death. Have you found that since you wrote the book, men have come to you and kind of shared their, their experiences? With they you? did only at the times. I mean, we're not, you know, we haven't done, there's not been much opportunity for yeah. I've met so few men who've actually read it. I'll know anecdotally through, you know, Amazon or some people reviews or whatever yeah. people say. Oh my, I know. Getting this is the thing also is it with our book. Getting any man to read it, mm, good yeah. luck. I had no interest in IVF. I certainly had no interest reading about it, yeah. which is why I tr- we try. I try to make this very matter of fact with lots of wank jokes and everything else. Because at least <laughs> from right. and as you know, I've said at the start of the book, don't you don't need to read. Just read chapters two and seven if you're a man. Just that. That's all you need. Yeah. It's about how to do a sperm test and what can go wrong mm. and what can go wrong on. Uh, on, on harvesting day, on the day of days. <laughs> harvesting. Um, but otherwise, we did. We did do the. Uh, we did, did you ever do the fertility show in Olympia? Yeah. And these people came saying, "Like, thank God, you know, you can just." I said, "Look, we can tell you what it's like, and this is what this whole book is for." So there were a few men there. It was good in terms of since then. I mean, maybe it's just because the podcast revolution and God bless it. There's a few men I know who does a podcast for men. We, he had low sperm count. And he said, "This is a." And I said, "That you know, well done to you for yeah. just coming out." Because I thought it was good enough for me to be the brave modern man saying, "I can't masturbate, everyone. I cannot <laughs> masturbate." Or is he thinking, "Yeah, I can, and I have my, and my, you know, and that's the whole thing about the lead in the pencil and all these nasty things about mm. testosterone and masculinity yeah. that men are judged by." And he think, "Well, that's great." Because he said, "I don't know. It's just some medical thing. I can't. I've got almost no sp- usable sperm." I think, great. That will help men a lot. Because if yeah. they're not going to, they're not going to admit they they can't wank under pressure. They're not going to tell you they've got poor sperm count, you know. So, so it's so I tell you in terms of that, I think it, you know, hopefully it has. Yeah. And if you so other than telling men to go read your book, is there? Why are you chapters two and seven? Yeah. <laughs> not even that long. I could even do them as an audio the thing, and, an audio <laughs> book, and send them to them. <laughs> or just meet me in a pub. I'll drink with you and tell you this well, that's for it. free. <laughs> I mean, what advice is there for, for, I mean, if there are any men listening or if, you know, they're <laughs> there are partners. Well, there'll be women listening and women who, will tell. That's the thing that most women get... were trying to, and, they, and we did have the thing of women who forced, you know, somehow for good luck, yeah. forcing them, you know, their other halves to read it and they were grateful they had. And some modern men had, you know, had read it and just say, thank God for that, you know. Yeah. The two, piece, the two pieces of advice were, um, don't accept just, and you know it's the same for women as well. Mm. Oh, just, you just you, no, it's not just. None of it's just. All of it is so strange and surreal. Yeah. Just doing a sperm test is what is this so strange? Mm. And of course, this is their people in these hospitals and clinics. It's their job. Yeah. It's not exciting or strange for them to have men come in off the street with <laughs> capsules of sperm and hand them to them for me the first time it was just sort of apart from that i couldn't find the room where i had to take it to and there was just this desk and it, yeah. i was late obviously because i'm always late and there's this woman just sit bored woman and i give her this envelope and i said my sample and she took out the you know the receptacle and kind of shook it and oh, held it up to the light no. and i said it's sperm it's that, my sperm that's embarrassing she, I said, I said, what do you, what do you expect? What, should it be different colour? What are you, are you <laughs> trying to give it a little smell as well? What are you doing? You know. Then she just put it down. I said, I'm, I was told to get here by 11. She said, yeah. I said, well, it's 12 minutes past 11. Said, 
oh god, I better get that. You know, it's their it's their job. They just yeah. deal with sperm and eggs all the time. The third time we did it, we we're also blasé. Uh, Rosie, I, I, I took my sample in, and she's in the clinic, coming around after um, harvesting egg removal. And I just sat in there, and I said, "I've got this. I'll take it in a second. Put my sperm down on the thing." And um, Rosie's, I've got Rosie's mother was sitting there, we were just <laughs> chatting. And, and Rosie's mother is look, looking at. Uh, said, oh, sorry, Gail. It's um, that's my that's my that's my sperm. <laughs> you probably haven't uh, probably haven't seen that before. Have you? Uh, sorry, I'm just so used to just you know. <laughs> I realise I've taken it to so many clinics and yeah. hospitals over the years. Yeah. Must be about seven or eight over the years, oh. you know. Because again, the first time you do it for the test, then you have to do another one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the freezing thing as well. Sperm, yeah. sperm everywhere. My, my husband gave it to the wrong person. Yeah. First time. Oh, went second to the time. I, yeah. Wrong second apartment. time I, th- I went into a room because uh, I couldn't find the room. And so it sits down there. And I, and I knocked on the door and they went, and there's just two men with beards, both on the phone. And I just stood there for five minutes while, I, you know, parts of the, my DNA is dying in my pocket. And, uh, and I held it up and the bloke just beckoned and pointed on his desk as that, you know, as if to say, just pop it there, pop it there. I'm, I'm busy. And I okay. So I just left my... And at the time I was thinking, I just want to pull this on your fucking face. You know, just, so just left it there just thought, neither of them in a rush. It's my sperm. It's dying. It's, it's dying. Yeah. And then they just, you know, that was that thing. Okay, it's just for you. So that's the thing is, you know, don't, don't take anything for granted and just. And the other thing is, for, you know, I say in the book in Block Capitals, free, if you have any concerns about hearing other men masturbate, perhaps it's the thing you enjoy. You might, somebody <laughs> might just do IVF for that, um, is freeze your sperm. It costs an extra 200 pounds. If you're paying, you know, spending all that money anyway. You know, for the, the to take the pressure off on that day, and it takes the pressure off, you know, your other half as well. Mm-hmm. It just means it's there because she has had month all year, years of infertility, a procedure that's lasted, you know, a month to six weeks, turning off all kinds of hormones, turning on other ones, m- multiplying eggs that are about to be removed. The least you can do, just have a wait any day of the week. Pop <laughs> it in, they freeze it, two hundred, three hundred quid, whatever it was. It may have gone up since then. Anything, okay, wh- whatever happens, even if I die, even if yeah. there's a crash or anything else, she's got. The, that's all they have to do. Yeah, it's all there. That. It is. It's done. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess our last question um, is, I guess, a bit personal. But <laughs> How much more personal can you get? That is personal. Is would you go through it again? Like, are you planning on going through it no. again? No. No. That's it. Uh, I mean, there was a lot. You know, there's been a lot of <laughs> the other thing we've learned, as well as the crime of not having any children. Certainly, if you were, you are not allowed in this country oh, to yeah. not have any. You must have them. Yes. What's wrong with you? Do I don't you think it's them? just this country. Isn't it? I, don't I don't think it's all the country. Um, you equally cannot have... There's, what the lesson I learned was the Jerry Seinfeld line about um, Pop-Tarts. Why, why there are always two Pop-Tarts in a packet while well, one's not enough, three's too many. <laughs> you can't have one child either. Mm. That's something... Because yeah. we have one. And mm. that's, oh, that's a bit odd. Didn't you want... Rosie gets it somewhere. We went on holiday recently. She said that... I went out. I came out of the sea and I went to sit down. She said, oh, fucking woman over there. So what's the matter? And she said, ah, oh, she did the thing. The thing means she's said, oh, is that your... You've only got just the one. <sighs> is it anything to do with you? And you, you know, and you know this in the same way... With, the, the, the me, why are you even asking yeah. that I've got none? Or, so you can't, you can't have three either. You can't have four. It's too many. Ooh, it's spoiled. What many. are you doing? Yeah. Are you really sucking resources from the planet yeah. in these times of overpopulation? You have to have two. You have to have two, ideally of each gender. 
Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So we've learned that. So, that, yeah, you have to have the full set, even if you don't like them, even if you mistreat them, as most people <laughs> we know who seem to have kids and didn't want them, they don't even like them. I think if <laughs> IVF has taught us anything, we really kind of appreciate this person. Yeah. You know, more than perhaps we should. You can't shout at her and can't, you know, she, she took years. This is, this is no mistake <laughs> She's expensive. here. expensive. Really expensive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, hopefully she'll never read the book and know what I went through, a lasting trauma in the booth. Um but no, I, no, it was just too much. It was Quite, too, yeah. um, which is why it was the survival guide. Yeah. Because mm. there is somewhere in the darkest surrey in an incubator or in, in a freeze, there is an embryo, which is an unspoken subject in our house. Okay. Because I don't know, once a year, the rent, rental demand comes through and Rosie pays pays that and that's that. And it's just sort of, it was, it's been, a, you know, for that reason, Rosie said, I, I always wanted two. Got to mm. have two. I can't have one. Yeah. Increasingly, the older we've got, I mean, it's been, you know, five years since I've here. I think she's thought, actually, thank God we didn't, because we're, we're old, we're tired. Yeah. Having one is really hard. I don't know how people have to. It's any, certainly any more than that. It's really sort of, I only want one. That's, yeah. And I've said a long time. I like, I like one. one. I think it's kind of cool. I, I keep seeing sort of, I know quite a few men now who have eight, one child, it's a daughter. I think that's mm. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 our neighbour goes um, uh, skating with his daughter. Yeah. I just think Aww. it's so cool. Oh, it's Why can't indoctrinate yeah. her? She now, she's five, just turned five. She recites lyrics of, of bands you won't have heard of, like Stump and Poo Sticks, The Fall, you may know. You think, I can play stuff that you are just going to get into and repeat. Uh, you know, Adam and the Ants, you like, because I was a big fan of Adam and the Ants. Uh, and then even more known stuff, of course, Lennon McCartney, Bowie, think, oh, this is wonderful. I'm just, I can just, just feed you all this music and you get it back. And this, is, this is tremendous. But, uh, yeah. No, I think that was the lesson of IVF, is it's really, really hard. Yeah. And at least if you know how hard it is, then hopefully it'll be less hard. And mm. then you can just focus on the at procedure least. and the odds and the facts. What yeah. you can do with that is the emotion. Yeah. And that was the thing we never... It's not doctors' jobs to tell you no. emotionally the damage it's going to do to you. They just have to tell you the odds and the facts. and the, So you deal with the fallout when it doesn't work. And yeah. that was the thing with our book of, OK, just be ready for this. Well, thank you for the book. No, the more people who talk... This is what we've always said. The more people who talk about it honestly... The better. Yeah, don't absolutely. hide anything. Don't be polite. Don't be embarrassed. This is very, very common. Way more common than you imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the best thing we can order is just talk about. That's why, as you, you know, you said Michelle Obama coming out. Yeah. Everyone's favorite first lady, and say, I think you have just done the world a service. Yeah, mm. she has. Saying you did it. The most perfect life. The most perfect couple. These perfect kids. You had. You had to do IVF twice. This is great. Yeah. yeah. And can't wait for her to come on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she'll yeah, be yeah, on. Yeah. She'll be on. We'll let you know when she oh, gets dude. in touch. Oh, dude, can I come yeah. on up with one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. Now it's time for Old Wives Tales. Fact or fiction. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're talking about all things plastic. Plastic Plastique. fantastic. Yeah, or not fantastic. No. As is the point. Um, I feel like this is something I've actually been quite religious about. Mm. Um, so BPAs are I'm not going to try and say what they are because I actually don't know what they stand for but something 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 horrible bloody polluting arseholes oh yes <laughs> you've got it in one <laughs> the theory is that they have these th- these ingredients in plastic block your hormones and mess with the with how your hormones work right um, thereby rendering you infertile now there's some theories about this mm. which is that the reason as a as a species we have become less fertile in yeah. recent years yeah. is because 
of these BPAs and, mm. and other things in plastic and other kind of environmental factors. Jonathan Ramsey said plastic when we were talking to him about it. Yeah, that's he was really like, interesting. Plastic. It's interesting when uh, somebody who is a respected like clinician mm, says that because mm-hmm, yeah. I I first became aware of it when I went to see a nutritionist who was like do not use BPAs and so I like when I'm at work only drink out of my BPA free water bottle or my BPA free um coffee cup thing mm-hmm. I um have a BPA free lunch box mm-hmm. um there's this whole thing about if you heat them it's much worse yeah so don't heat them. But then when you start looking for what they're in... They're in everything. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I um, I started off with the best intentions. And I have got a BPA-free water bottle, which I use instead of buying fresh water in, mm-hmm. you know, in a shop. Um, but it is really hard to avoid it. Like, And, you know, I was taking a Tupperware to work one day and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to eat it because it's been in the Tupperware. And I was like, you know what? You can't... Yeah, it's I, madness. You can't... You've got to be practical about yeah. stuff. You can't go insane. But I think one of the quite interesting things about BPAs is that they actually come out of your system quite fast. Right. So they don't linger. Because we use so many things with it in, we're kind of constantly topping them up, but they actually do drop. And again, I am literally just spouting stuff that somebody has told me. Mm. I do not have the research to back this up. But if you Google it, yeah, there's some hysterical people and then there's some normal people. Okay. So... What did you ask Professor Tim? Well, I asked him whether you should avoid BPAs when you're trying to conceive. So with many of these chemical compounds, um, when there are statements made such as you should avoid this or that, it's based on studies where they've looked at very high levels or high concentrations of various chemicals and looked to see whether that affects sperm motility or affects embryo quality in mice or what have you. And that's very similar with BPAs. At the sort of levels of, of, of the stuff that would be in you know, drinking water, etc., is so low that there's absolutely no suggestion that I can find scientifically of a link between the concentrations that you would get from you know, drinking or eating whatever stuff that's been exposed to BPA um, and a lower chance of conception. So I don't think there's any need from a fertility point of view to, to avoid it. Okay, great. We can all be a little bit more relaxed then. Thank you, Professor Tim. Guys, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you Friday. Yeah, hopefully, see you Friday. If not, take care. We love you, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.